Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Hello and welcome to episode 274. This is my 43rd Reflections episode where I cast my mind back to the last five conversations and reflect on each of them, expanding on some of the areas that we didn't get the opportunity to dive deeper in the moment. It's been a fairly disruptive month this month for me and work has definitely taken a back seat as family has been the priority, as it should be. I have to say that the sudden death of my grandmother really knocked me for six. Last week, we celebrated her life in a way that was so fitting for her. It was truly beautiful. Music, readings, poetry, anecdotes, good food and friendships, with many of my grandmother's friends and family being there. We laughed and we cried together. Love. As Sophocles said, one word frees us of all the weight and pain of life. That word is love. And I spoke with my mother and brother about the different ways that we receive and give our love in life and identified that we have different ways of communicating our love in our family. My brother favours quality time and my mother and I both prioritise acts of service and words of affirmation coming a close second. Whatever you do in life, do it with love. You have an abundance of love within you, ready to share freely with others. My gift to the world is this podcast. It is my act of service, using words of affirmation and providing quality time to those who tune in. Who would benefit from hearing your words or receiving your acts of love, either through your gifts or your time? So to my reflections today, first up is episode 269, Take the Leap with Demola Osabana. Lost for some time, it took an all-inclusive holiday in Mexico and a book about money to provide the inspiration needed to pave the way for Demola to pursue his dream. With a strong mindset shift, a powerful ambitious drive and a clear purpose, Demola followed his passion for sales and marketing to become an entrepreneur, building his own consultancy from scratch. And if Demola was to attribute one thing that has helped him, It's his philosophy of being wildly obsessed with the process rather than the outcome, as he has found that falling in love with the journey will result in your goals being achieved as a side effect. Knowing the sacrifices that have been made by his loved ones and being crystal clear on why he gets up every morning, Demola's next step is to walk with faith and take the leap. Do you walk with faith? Are you willing to take the leap? In which direction are you facing? So where will that leap take you? Demola focused on what he was good at, two of his passions in life, and started out by helping his friend. Doing what he knew about and enjoyed doing, Demola knew that doors would eventually open, and they have. 
I've just mentored a client, Sophia Nichols, to launch her new podcast, Opening Closed Doors, a show all about the opportunities that you face on your journey through life towards purpose and power. The link to her show is in the show notes. Go check it out later. You may even recognize the guest from her first episode. Back to Jamola. He read Money by Rob Moore and it opened a new door in terms of his money mindset and just what was available to him should he be open to it. That mindset shift was a critical step into his journey of entrepreneurship. Many of my life purpose coaching clients need help with their money mindset and I often use timeline therapy techniques to help them to understand what impact the messages heard growing up have had on their decisions that they make and how they feel about money today. Your money mindset could be holding you back from achieving what you truly desire and you may not even be aware of what is happening. Your beliefs around money tend to be formed by the age of seven and will affect how you use money on a subconscious basis as an adult. However, it is never too late to change your beliefs around money and the story you tell yourself. The phrases you heard as a child may still be the same ones that you're saying to yourself today, but they don't have to be. Do you hear yourself saying things like this? Money doesn't grow on trees. Who do you think I am? Made of money? Or I can't afford that? The impact of your negative money language will affect your business and your relationship with money unless you change the narrative. Two financial wealth coaches and guests on Focus of Why speak about this in their episodes 211, Stepping into Wealth with Catherine Morgan and 204, Money Mastery with Leslie Thomas. Now, I asked Amola if there was an opportunity to speak to a younger version of himself and he chose to speak to himself as a 16-year-old Demola and gave himself the advice that he wished he'd had received at that age. It was to just believe and to continue to just take that next step. Regardless of what it is, not to worry about the outcome. Just focus on the next step and then focus on that. That's all you need to do. Just focus on the next step and don't worry how you're going to get there. To walk with faith. What advice would you give to your younger self? Are you actually following this advice yourself today? It says a lot about your values, what is truly important to you, and where your focus is to be directed. I have an exercise that I use with my clients called walking the line, which I was introduced to in my master coach training last year by Pip Thomas from Edge NLP, another guest of Focus on Why back in episode 218, Community Values with Pip Thomas. Essentially, it is about being responsible for your own direction, the decisions and the choices that you make and focusing on the next step only. Where are you now and where do you want to be? What is the first step that you need to take? What challenges will you face getting there and how will you know when you are there? No doubt fear will crop up on your way. It always will as the brain is designed to keep you safe. Taking a leap of faith takes you out of your comfort zone and your brain will push back to protect you. Continue forward knowing that all you have to do is take that next step to do more and to achieve more. Discomfort equals growth for Demola as it will for you and for me. However, in that discomfort comes learning and many rewards. Life is for living. Life is for loving. Love what you do and live for what you do. Remember, take the leap. However, first think. Think what it is you really want. Think as a title of episode 270, Think with Bryce Hoffman. Bryce was asked this question. 
If you had a billboard that you could write anything on that everyone in the world would see, what would you write on it? Now, before I share his answer, take a moment to think what your answer would be. Pause now just to give yourself that time. Mine would be focus on why, obviously. And Bryce's answer was simple. He said he'd write to think, one word, think, because he believes it is a solution to all the problems that we face. Founder and president of global firm Red Team Thinking, Bryce Hoffman teaches individuals and organizations how to engage critical thinking, enable distributed decision-making, and encourage diversity of thought so that people can better navigate today's complex VUCA world. VUCA standing for volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous, and hyperconnected. He was the third guest to bring VUCA to the table. Tim Durkin and Marcus Dimbleby have both shared their insights as to its impact. Bryce shares that when you apply the red team thinking mindset, you reclaim your role of a thinking person, of a thinking leader. Combine that with expressing your purpose by finding your 15% to make an impact within your organization and you will accelerate ahead of all those around you. Bryce said he was a kid who never stopped asking why, that he just figured out how to get paid to do it. So he just kept on asking why, and then somebody gave him a notepad and a computer, and the rest was history. At what point in your life did you stop asking why? Have you stopped asking why? Did you abdicate your thinking, or are you one of the few who still remains curious in the world? Bryce spoke of the five whys technique, which I've talked about before and used with my clients to get to the root of their issues. We don't stop at five, though. Never stop asking why. Reclaim your role as a thinking leader as you were born to think. Now, Bryce has a podcast that he shares with the vice president of Red Team Thinking, Marcus Dimbleby, and it's called the Thinking Leader Podcast, and it's just had a relaunch. It's got a great strap line. Bad leaders react. Good leaders plan and great leaders think. It's a great show, so go check it out. And I can guarantee that you'll spend some time thinking about the content that they share and be able to apply it into your personal professional life straight away. And the particular thread that I want to pull on today from Bryce's episode is that he believes that telling the truth is the ultimate job of a journalist, even if that truth is very uncomfortable, even if that truth is problematic, especially if that truth is problematic. And Bryce said that we are all, even the best organizations, telling ourselves comforting lies because they protect us, that they insulate us from truths that are either too hard to confront or too difficult to to address. But the problem is that confronting those truths, addressing those truths are how we move forward as individuals and organizations, he said. And Bryce referenced the Social Network documentary in the episode, but I think he might have been referring to The Social Dilemma, the Netflix documentary which was released in 2020, as opposed to the film The Social Network. I didn't correct him as I didn't catch it, and, and I, but I did know what the context he was referring to in our conversation. Ultimately, the print media and the online social media are products, and a phrase mentioned on The Social Dilemma is one that I remember from watching it over two years ago now. If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. I'll say that again. If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Wow. Now that's a home truth if I ever heard one. And one which I am now much more mindful of when I am online. 
We don't all see the same information on social media. We are essentially being shown information built on specific algorithms of our interaction with the platform. The Social Dilemma describes it as a disinformation for profit business model. Tristan Harris, a Stanford University graduate, spoke about the harms of social media in this program, explaining that the technology is steering our thoughts. He said it's not about technology being the existential threat. It's technology's ability to bring out the worst in society and the worst in society being the existential threat. In the episode with Bryce, I mentioned that it comes down to the addictive nature of social media, which is purposely built, designed to activate your dopamine reward system in the same way that the slot machines in casinos are designed to deliver dopamine highs and waves of euphoria to encourage you to hit spin over and over. This is how the feed in social media works. You hit refresh, you get fed new content and it becomes addictive. You just keep on going, hitting and hitting refresh. So coming back to that billboard message, did you get yours yet? Share what you would write on your billboard with me via social media. Just reach out and message me or tag me into one of your posts. How will your message change the world for the better? So yes, the truth is often uncomfortable. However, if you face up to it and address it, life or business will get easier. If you ignore it at your peril, circumstances are unlikely to ever improve. So as Bryce said, think. You were born to think. It's easy to forget. It's easy to get lazy. It's easy to get busy. But it's so powerful when you reclaim that role of being a thinking person, a thinking leader. Too many people aren't thinking anymore. So think and don't stop asking why. Stand up for the truth. Next up is episode 271, The Magic Formula with John Haynes. Describing himself as a strange mix of coach, speaker, writer, juggler, magician and fire eater, well it is a strange mix, John Haynes clearly thrives on variety in life. Focused on the words of one of the Magic Circle's founders, David Devant, all done by kindness, John is most in flow as an entertainer and has the freedom to explore opportunities through his magic. John's purpose is to serve yourself and to serve others and he advocates doing this using the magic formula that he's created. So variety drives John and has always been the case since he was a child. And I'm with John on that. Diversity is one of my core values. Interested in lots of stuff and not being focused on one thing, yet fascinated by people and always on the move. Being a magician and entertainer makes logical sense for John. Just as speaking to different people from all walks of life and interviewing them on purpose makes perfect sense for me to keep myself engaged. All logical, and yet it has taken us each the best part of a majority of our lives to come to those conclusions. John spoke of freedom, and I've reflected on why freedom is so important to people before, so I'll pull on a different thread today. John spoke of doing what felt right for him, that he is in flow when he's entertaining people, and that he loses track of all sense of time, that he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, and that time takes on a different characteristic. I love it when my guests are this passionate about their purpose. Have you ever lost all track of time because you've been so absorbed in your work, in your purpose, where hours feel like minutes and you forget everything else that's going on in the world outside? When you are completely focused on the one task at hand, happy, in control, creative, productive, then you're likely to be in a state of flow because it is so liberating. When you achieve flow, you tend to be happier as it is an innately positive experience. 
your stress levels are reduced and your productivity is increased. You achieve your goals and you enjoy your work. You focus on quality, not quantity, to achieve meaningful things instead of just being busy. This level of focus is a concept introduced by Mahali Mahali, a positive psychologist, in what he called being in a state called flow. When you are in the moment, simply being present. Do you find yourself in the zone, in flow, and what does this level of focus give you? It can give you power, flexibility, clarity, persistence, drive and creativity, all critical elements for your decision making. And flow is a state of security, relaxation and control without worry or concern. It is that sweet spot which sits between anxiety, frustration and fear of failure and boredom, routine and loss of interest. Mahali Sixcenter Mahali said that enjoyment appears at the boundary between boredom and anxiety when the challenges are just balanced with the person's capacity to act. In flow, you have a sense of calm. There is no magic recipe for finding happiness, but in flow, you can have optimal experience where your mind is in order. Therein lies the magic of flow. Now, you may have heard of Parkinson's law, where any task you undertake swells to the amount of time you allow yourself to spend on it. Do you time chunk your diary so that you are working on income generating tasks and key result areas in the times of day when you're most likely to be in a flow state? When you do so, you'll be far more productive and achieve better results. But how do you know when there's the best time? One solution is to work in alignment with your chronotype. We all have different biological clocks, but are you working with or against your natural rhythm? Clinical psychologist Dr. Michael J. Brias has researched into this area and talks about it in his book, The Power of When. He's also designed a free quiz which will help you to identify when is the best time for you to do everything in life. And it's fascinating how effective it is when you adjust your activities to be in flow with your natural body clock. There are four chronotypes, lion, bear, wolf or dolphin. I'm a lion. Give it a go and let me know which chronotype you are. As an advocate of midlife beginnings, I believe it's never too late to be who you might have been to create a life of fulfillment, meaning and purpose. Instead of the pursuit of extrinsic goals, focus on intrinsic goals instead. Pursue purpose for you, for your community, for others, and start with finding your state of flow. When will you know if you're in flow? When you're in a state of true flow, you'll know. Flow is healthy. It's energy. It's where you grow. Find a quiet peak time and focus on a challenging, important task in an area that you love. Filter out all the distractions and enjoy simply being in flow. Seek to grow. Focus on flow. Now, the other thread that I want to mention is something that John honed in on, which is a quote from the founder of the Magic Circle, David Devant, all done by kindness. Having attended the funeral of my grandmother, Ruth, last week, kindness was an attribute that people used to describe her. We received many truly generous and beautiful messages of affection for Ruth and so many people came to pay their last respects despite long journeys and elderly years. And Ruth's neighbour summed up perfectly why. Ruth was lovely. You reap what you sow. Reap what you sow, all done with kindness, freedom, flow, helping people to become the best versions of themselves, entertaining them, building rapport with them, being true to yourself. They all combine to help you to live with purpose and to serve your purpose. Coming from the heart, from a position of love, it is about knowing who you are and knowing you are enough just as you are. Being kind, being generous, being you. 
This is who John is. And using the Stephen Covey metaphor of filling a glass with rocks, pebbles, sand and water, John understands what his rocks are. The elements that are the most important, the non-negotiables, the ones that you need to put into the glass first to ensure that they all fit in. What are your rocks in the world? And what do you believe is the nature of calling? For John, he believes that he was called to be the person he was created to be. He had to figure it out, just as we all do, and then had to find a job which allowed him to be that. But just be me, he said. That's his role. Everyone has a different answer. What's yours? Next up is my penultimate reflection today, episode 272, Advancing Humanity Through Creativity with Danny Matthews. And a big shout out to Marcus Dimbleby for the kind introduction. I absolutely love it when people make recommendations for guests to come on the show, having been on it themselves first. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a DM or email me. My details are in the show notes below. With his Just One More philosophy, helping one more young person, one more business person with one more seedling idea, Danny Matthews pulls, shapes, moulds, questions and challenges them to become something in life. He describes it as bridging the gap between education and employment and giving support and encouragement to the young people of today so we can have a better tomorrow. I simply put it as advancing humanity through creativity, he says. Stifling his creativity for years, Danny's darkest moments in life were the catalyst for his purpose, and now he is advancing humanity through creativity. He described how he was not encouraged or supported at school to be creative. It was a sporty school, after all, and he would spend all his home time drawing cartoons or painting. The inner fight to be creative as an adult finally won over, although not without a tremendous amount of pain. Fighting to be a creative in a world that doesn't value being creative, we spoke about how changes are being made in that area, that designers are now being seen on more boards in businesses now. And I asked Danny if he would change his past if he had his time again. I appreciate that this is a futile question and it is one that I ask my life purpose coaching clients to reflect on because it's a powerful question. There are often learnings that we can take from situations, particularly the painful ones. And it may not be possible to see those learnings at the start. However, they are there. Danny's burnout episode was the catalyst for his purpose. And there's no knowing if he would have reached where he is now without having had that pain. Danny spoke of big ideas and little changes. He said we don't need to do big elaborate things to make big change and to put our ideas into the world. Just one at a time, little by little, inch by inch, millimetre by millimetre. He said that he intends to leave Earth a better place than he found it, quoting Steve Jobs who said that the ones who are crazy enough to change the world do. Danny understands the difference between happiness and fulfilment, saying that people get happiness confused with fulfilment. Happiness is a state that we flow in and out of. Fulfilment is a constant, which means when you find fulfilment, it is something that is always there. Danny's cup is full. His mask is on. And this conversation reminded me of one I had a long time ago with Hector Garcia in episode 39, Create Your Ikigai. Did you listen to this beautiful conversation I had with international best-selling author Hector Garcia? Hector shared why he co-authored Ikigai with Francesca Morales and how they wrote the book from their hearts. Hector shares his why, his love of Tokyo and of the Japanese culture, of his interest in existentialism and the importance of community. 
What do you love doing? What does the world need? What can you be paid for? And what are you good at? When you combine your passion with your mission, with your vocation and your profession, you create Ikigai. And this is where your purpose meets your values, where you find fulfillment and you are aligned with your true self as you find your calling and become satisfied with your work as you are passionate about it. And Hector said, if you're having doubts of your Ikigai or your purpose in life, your purpose in life from now on should be to create your Ikigai or keep trying things to align your life with your purpose. Danny reaffirmed this by saying, you're not lost. You just haven't tried everything yet. What is it that you could try today? What were your childhood passions that you could reignite today? Do what you love and makes you happy. And as my final guest today, Ava Fanari said in episode 273, follow the joy. You have to do every single day what brings you joy. If you don't, you have ventured to the territory that doesn't belong to you. The easiest way to know why you're alive and what your path is in this life is to follow the joy. Struggling to adjust to the little differences and idiosyncrasies moving from Estonia to the USA, these differences compounded for Ava Fanari. What started out as a common cold became a near-death experience six months later and triggered a moment of truth and a complete clarity of purpose for Ava. This epiphany led her to believe that every day we work on ourselves as a project which has no deadline and involves compassion, kindness and the ability to forgive ourselves. Focused on the question that Einstein believed was the greatest question humanity can ask itself, is the universe a friendly place? Ava believes that to focus on why, you simply follow the joy. Is the universe a friendly place? What a question. Do you have an answer for it? It's a question that seeks out your perspective on life, on purpose and on meaning. For me, it comes full circle to where I started earlier with Sophocles and his one word frees us of all the weight and pain of life. That word is love. For Ava, it took a near-death experience to find her purpose in life. She said she didn't know how to be in this physical world, that her state of mind has a huge role to play in her physical body. She was not in touch with her soul or with her path in this life and was desperately making attempts to control the physical world around her. She realised that if she wanted to be happy, then it's up to her alone to make herself happy. Her moment of truth, just like Danny's, was a traumatic situation. Danny had burnout and his body had stopped functioning. Ava's throat was bleeding and yet for both of them, in these near-death experiences, it was in those moments that they found the clarity of purpose in life. Ava said that the best way to describe it was that it was that complete acceptance and love towards who she was. She spoke of unconditional love in every form around her and this complete acceptance of who she was, that she accepted everything just the way she was. As John Haynes found being okay with who he was, so Ava stopped seeking approval from all those in the world around her and became content with who she was saying, I am who I am. Having this epiphany on love focused Ava. She now sees her whole life as one long project with no deadline, setting intentions for each day. She focuses on compassion, forgiveness and kindness. These three elements in combination have been sitting on my mind recently since losing my grandmother. I've spent a lot of time in my hometown of Stratford-on-Avon last month and last week I took the opportunity to reach out to meet up with one of my oldest friends 
who I'd lost touch with for various reasons over recent years. It was an emotional reunion and much needed for me, for her and for all our friends. It served as a powerful reminder about what truly matters in life, to trust yourself, to forgive yourself, to forgive others, to make peace and let it go, to focus on compassion, on forgiveness and on kindness. And to answer Einstein's question, is the universe a friendly place? It's your responsibility to make it so. In this conversation, I referenced Byron Katie in her book, Loving What Is. And I wanted to expand on this in my reflection today, because when Ava spoke of joy, it sparked a connection with the work that Byron Katie does. The work is an ongoing and deepening process of self-realization. Katie says it brings to life from deep within us an innate aspect of our being. This extract from Loving What Is best describes the results that you can achieve doing the work. Their internal argument with reality had disappeared and they find that what remains is love. Love for themselves, for other people and for whatever life brings. The title of this book describes their experience. Loving What Is becomes as easy and natural as breathing. The book is best experienced in the audio version as Byron Katie takes you through examples with all her clients and it's so powerful to hear her in flow. Are you loving what is? Are you acting with love? Are you following the joy? How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.